following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, that's just, that's like gospel music right there. It is. And the fact that he was raised on gospel music and took a left turn playing rock and roll boogie woogie music. Yeah. And it's just kind of. He and Jimmy Swagger. Yeah. And then Mickey Gilly along for the ride. That's right. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yeah. All right, here's my psalm for the morning. Uh, Psalm number 41. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him, and now that he lieth up, he shall rise no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me, and raise me up, that I may requite them. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity, and settest me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and to everlasting. 
Amen and Amen. You know, um, people around us uh, cry out for help, and they need help. And um, this is what we're called to do, is to care for others, to care for those around us who may be in peril and in danger and in, in trial, to always be trying to look out for other people who need help. And um, those who, as it tells us in the scripture verse, those who look out for the poor and the weak and the downtrodden and those who are in suffering will be rewarded that the Lord will take care of them in their time of trouble. So, when we feel like uh, at times nothing is going right and we feel that, you know, things in our lives are difficult and for some reason or another we're not able to make it, we have to think about the fact that um, if we concern ourselves with those who are weaker than us, who, who need help more than we do, then uh, that can be a way out of trouble. So anybody that's been watching the news uh, over the last few days understands uh, that the country is in a very difficult situation with the uh, attempt by people in the Senate to send uh, Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. You have all kinds of people uh, yapping that he should not be uh, seated in the Supreme Court. And finally, um, the last vote on the on the uh, Judiciary Committee was a guy named Jeff Flake, and true to his name, he flaked out, and uh, he did vote yes, but he said, let's put in the FBI to investigate the um, accusations. President Trump on Friday ordered the FBI to investigate Christine Blasey Ford's sexual assault accusation against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. But what does that mean exactly? Trump said the probe must be limited in scope and completed in less than one week. The FBI agents will almost certainly interview Kavanaugh, Ford, and other potential witnesses to the alleged attack. The setting for these interviews will be far different than Thursday's extraordinary hearing on Capitol Hill, and it was extraordinary where Ford and Kavanaugh answered questions before a panel of senators. Trained interrogators will grill their subjects in private with the threat of federal charges looming for anyone who might lie to an FBI agent. The scope of the investigation, however, remains unclear. Will the FBI look to interview other people beyond the ones Ford identified 
as having attended the high school gathering where the alleged assault took place in the 1980s. In, uh, it says early 1980. Well, I thought it was 82. This thing says 80. Will the investigation also include the allegations leveled against Kavanaugh by other women, including Deborah Ramirez and Julie Swetnick? Answers to these questions will likely come from FBI Director Christopher Wray or White House Counsel Don McGahn. Reached late last Friday, the uh, late Friday, the FBI referred questions to the White House. The White House declined to answer specific inquiries. Such a probe is not unprecedented. The FBI reopened its background investigation of then-Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas in 1991 after the allegations from Anita Hill came to light. The investigation lasted three days. Former President Joe Biden, who presided over the hearing, said the committee could not rely on the FBI report because it was inconclusive, a point that several Republican senators reemphasized on Thursday. So they can do this, but it doesn't necessarily uh, conclude anything. So the reason that this happened is uh, Jeff Flake was uh, Flake said he was a yes on Kavanaugh, and then uh, he ends up in the elevator with these two women. One of whom says, "What are you? What you are doing is allowing someone who actually violated a woman to sit on the Supreme Court." Then another one said, "Look at me and tell me that it doesn't matter what happened to me. That you will let people like that go to the highest court of the land and tell everyone what can, they can do to their bodies." The senator then reached the judiciary hearing where he didn't speak and looked shaken. Flake left the room, and eventually others joined him, including his Democratic friend Chris Coons of Delaware. As the minutes passed, reporters began to realize that the result looked less certain. Grassley and ranking member Feinstein also went to that room, returning and leaving several more times. Flake returned, and Grassley allowed him to speak. Flake said he wanted a week delay on the final. Guy, this guy is just... Anyway... Uh... He's you know, he he's the guy that when Trump won, he made this big speech saying he wasn't going to run for Congress or run for Senate again, that he didn't like the tenor of politics nowadays and it just seems weak to me. Flake said he wanted a week delay on the final floor to allow for a limited FBI probe into the Kavanaugh allegations. Grassley started the vote, which passed 11-10, with Flake voting yes. Flakey. Senate Majority Whip uh, John Cornyn said there will be a supplemental FBI investigation lasting more, no more than a week. The key questions, what if a week ends in, with the investigation ongoing or if the probe uncovers new evidence outside the existing claims? Such a delay presents both peril and promise for Kavanaugh. On the one hand, it means investigators will likely talk to Mark Judge. On the other hand, if a probe doesn't turn up new evidence, it gives senators on the fence an easier time voting yes. The big picture, all eyes are now on Trump and McConnell.
as Lindsey Graham said, you can't go back 36 years after the fact, basically, and with with never any uh, – there was never a re- police report filed. It's he said, she said. Even if it did happen, the kid was 17 years old. He was in high school. He's had an exemplary life since then. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it did. It just seems to me that it's a a very strange thing to bring up after all these years against a guy that obviously the Democrats want to take out. And the way they did it is so suspect. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. This high-stakes political battle. The fight. Fight for America's soul. We gotta fight like hell. To shift the balance. Take control of the House. Take back the Senate. Of power. Power. That's what the election is about. Updates on the midterms. Back and forth until November. On News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, Give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Kentucky plays South Carolina tonight at 7.30. The Cats trail uh, in the overall series 17 wins to uh, 11. Uh, Sorry, they've only won 11 times and the uh, South Carolina has won 17 times and tied it once. Tonight, it looks like it, it it's 
just pick them, it seems to me, uh, you know, in terms of uh, who should win. John Short will undoubtedly call us and have a prediction at some point. Uh, in fact, we should be hearing from him sometime soon. This uh, whole Kavanaugh thing is such a sordid mess that uh, I really almost don't want to cover more of it. There is a backup for Kavanaugh. Her name is Amy Coney Barrett. She's more conservative than he is probably. She went to school in the South or the Midwest. She's from the South. Uh, she's not an Ivy Leaguer. And uh, if this thing falls apart, uh, then she could be as good, if not better, a candidate for the Supreme Court than, uh, than Brett Kavanaugh. Now, the... There's another thing that's been written here that saying the next ugly fight is impeachment. In a foreshadowing of how much uglier U.S. politics could get, top Democratic operatives are already talking about impeachment of Brett Kavanaugh as a 2020 campaign issue if he gets confirmed to the Supreme Court. The impeachment talk reflects the conclusion of Democrats and Republicans close to the Senate Judiciary Committee that Kavanaugh's Confirmation is more likely than not, and certainly more likely than it was 24 hours ago. A well-known Democratic strategist says the only question is who calls for it first, and top Republicans expect President Trump to begin making an even bigger issue of his own possible impeachment as a way of whipping up supporters in the final month of this fall's midterm campaigns. The Democrats will do anything. Lindy, Lindsey Graham nailed it when he uh, angrily spoke to the Democrats and said, uh, you guys, all you want is power. And he said, I pray you don't get it. And I would agree with that. I think that, uh, I think the voters will see this. And what this is, is just a naked attempt at power. It's all about power. They want the power. The Republican Party supposedly is about giving power back to the people, uh, taking, shrinking the size of government. Now, it hasn't really done that, and that's why the Republicans are finding themselves running so close in these races. I think one of the biggest things that hurt them was the passing of this massive omnibus bill that they were scared to death of the Democrats on, and they just gave them everything they wanted. Paul Ryan just laid down on that one. And that's why I think the Republicans are running so close right now. And that's why Andy Barr's having a tough time with, uh, with uh, uh, McGrath. Is because what does he have to show? You know, did did he shrink the size of government when he could have? No. Oh, Henry Clay beat Scott County last night. 
That's interesting. Uh, they just didn't beat them. I mean, they destroyed them last night. Did they night. really? Yeah. They they came from behind at Scott huh. County. That's interesting. I uh, just know that my son <clears throat> played football at Henry Clay for several years. They couldn't couldn't beat Scott County. They were their nemesis. My other son played at, at baseball at another school. They couldn't get beat Scott County in baseball. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, that's a big win for, for Sam. So anyway, I don't know. I, I, I think Kavanaugh is obviously sincere. Uh, he does talk a little bit about how he liked to drink beer and, uh, you know, um, things can happen when you drink beer when you're young that you don't remember. And he says he doesn't have uh, instances of not being able to remember things. That's what a lot of people who drink beer say. But I'm not saying he did that or, or anything else. I, I don't know. Um, I wasn't there. It happened when he was 17. A lot has happened since then that has been good. All of a sudden this comes out, you know, when he had had an exemplary career for a long period of time. It just seems suspect. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about investments when we come back. And then Philip Sexton will be here at 8 o'clock. And we will see what we can get into. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Hey, it's Matt Jones, and right now, for every window you buy, Universal Windows Direct, you get the next window free. So call my friends. 859-300-8600. Go online to UniversalWindowsDirect.com. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. This is Amy McGrath, and you've probably seen the 15 or so negative ads Andy Barr has run against me. The thing is, like all Washington politicians, Andy Barr wants you to be afraid. He says I'm for open borders and socialized medicine, even though it's ridiculous. Of course I believe in tough border security. I just don't think spending tens of billions on a border wall that people can still climb over is the right way to do it. And Andy Barr calls Medicare for All socialized medicine. But I've said we don't need that. We just need to fix the Affordable Care Act. And Andy Barr says I'm against middle-class tax cuts. Of course I'm for middle-class tax cuts. What I'm against are his tax cuts for those at the top that will double the national debt. We as a country can't afford that. This is Amy McGrath and I approve this message because I'm running for Congress to lower health care costs, invest in education, and grow the economy in central Kentucky. That won't happen until we change Washington. Paid for by Amy McGrath for Congress. 
key moments Friday leading to a shift in the vote for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Senator Jeff Flake calling for a week-long delay so the FBI can investigate sexual assault allegations against Kavanaugh. His decision followed a dramatic moment in an elevator where two activists, including Anna Marie Archilla, emotionally urged Flake to listen to their accounts as rape survivors and not rush the process. This morning, Archilla telling ABC News. Both of us just said we're going to make him listen to our stories and make sure that he knows that what he's doing um, is causing tremendous pain and is incredibly irresponsible. President Trump giving the go-ahead for the FBI to check into claims. A vote is scheduled for next Friday. In Barcelona, protests this morning as they protesters clashed with police as pro-independence demonstrators staged a counter-protest against police marching for better pay. Monday marks the first anniversary of an illegal referendum vote on independence for the region of Catalonia. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. We'll see a nice start to your weekend, and it looks like that trend will continue into your Sunday as well. Mix of sun and clouds prevailing this afternoon, and it's a nice fill out there. True fall fill. Temperatures only topping out in the upper 60s and lower 70s. As we look ahead for tonight, we are calm and cool. Mostly clear skies will prevail as lows drop off into the lower 50s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D. To 79645. I used to post at job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for my sales team. My hair salons. That old process was not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people and actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash hire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on trust pilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. 630 WLAP. Fourteen twenty-five and 4098, a boat of rock and roll partying on my last birthday, but it's good. I'm rocking my life away. I've been moving and I'm grooving and I'm getting broke night and day. Got a gal called Nellie, she's a chili pepper hot. She knows how to roll a killer, knows how to rock, and I'm rocking, rocking my life away. I've been rocking and I'm rolling and I'm moving both night and day. Well, a streamlined fleet line, a military 
brass, you know the gentle daughter, but the killer top brass. I'm rocking, rocking my life away. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. All right, we have on the line John Short, who uh, is going to give us his prediction on the Kentucky-Florida, I'm sorry, Kentucky-South Carolina game today. John, what are you saying? I'm talking about Tim Biggins. All right, you you were wrong about Mississippi State. We won by twenty one. I know it. Why why'd you say ten when we won by twenty one? I thought it was that close to what it was. It wasn't. It wasn't very close, was it? Well, no, there wasn't. No, it wasn't. So you say ten biggins tonight. Um, are you saying that uh, it could be more than ten? It could be. You know, the second line is pretty good. Their offense is like the high mummy offense at Kentucky. Yeah. Do they uh, – are, are you saying they're a better team than Mississippi State? Yep. Well, they weren't ranked – Mississippi State was ranked 14th when we beat them, and I don't think South Carolina's ranked, are they? I don't think they are. They're second line lots of Georgia. Well, Georgia's ranked three. Or two. Yep. That's going to be a tough game for us to win. Uh, we can beat Georgia when we play Georgia. I mean, we haven't beaten have been Georgia since 2009, before that 2006. Right. I remember that. Right. And the 2006 game was not televised. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Was Was, was that played here? Yes. Who was the guy that scored the touchdown on that? That was that Alfred Rawls. I think it uh, Alfred Alfred Rawls. He, I think no, he, I think he was, was I back in, Alfred Rawls came in the eighties. Yeah, he was in the eighties. Yeah, we we won seventeen to ten. Yeah, in nineteen eighty-eight. He scored the touchdown that won that one. Yeah. And two thousand six game when we George twenty-four twenty. That's when Georgia threw the ball and we intercepted it. Okay. Were you at the game? Game 1988, yes. 2006 game, no. Okay. What do you think about this uh, business with Brett Kavanaugh? I think Kavanaugh should be on the screen. Bolsheviks making these delays. What's that now? These Bolsheviks making these delays. Bolsheviks? Yeah. <laughs> That's making these delays, these Bolsheviks. They're making these delays and... They don't want Kavanaugh on there. And I, I don't mind having Amy Comey buried on the Supreme Court. I wouldn't mind that. I'd rather have Judge Neen on. Yeah. Have her on and have Laura Ingram on and Coulter and have Mark Carlin Van and Billy Cunningham and Neil Bortz, Jay Sekulow and Wayne Allen Root. That'd be a big Supreme Court right there. It would be. And, and just like... Like we said, we don't need conservatives being constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. It goes right by the Constitution. I agree with you. I completely agree. So that that so that that'd be great. Well, maybe we'll get it. All right. So you're going with South Carolina by ne- I know me. with Kentucky by ten points tonight. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yes, indeedy. We'll, we'll see what happens, and I don't think we need another FBI investigation on Kavanaugh. They already did it six times. Yeah, I know. It's already been six of them. 
So, well, how many more do you need? Zero. Right. All right, John. You're a great American. You're a great American. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. All right. I want to read a, a few, change the subject a little bit and talk about investments. Um, oil is something that we all use and need on a daily basis. And uh, this is about uh, oil companies and what they're doing. This is from Investor's Business Daily, uh, the week of June the 4th. It's an older one, but I'd been wanting to talk about it on the radio. The new deep water oil boom. Big oil is reaching abyssal depths to tap huge underwater reservoirs with better, cheaper technology. The biggest oil stocks were slow to join the shale boom, but they're ready to pounce on what could be the next bonanza, deep water oil drilling. Once too costly, except when oil prices were at their highest levels, deep water oil projects now can break even at price points similar to many low-cost shale fields. New technology and streamlined processes get the credit. Consider this. Crude prices can fall to $35 a barrel, less than half current levels, and Royal Dutch Shell could profit off the Vito Deepwater Oil Project 4,000 feet deep in the Gulf of Mexico. This is amazing news because what it says is that the technology has enabled oil companies to get better and better and better at finding oil and delivering it for a cheaper and cheaper price. Um, what this means over the long haul is that I don't think you're going to see oil prices in any time soon return to $100 a barrel. Shell gave the final green light to the veto project in April after slashing development costs by 70%. A month later, it announced another deep water oil discovery also in the Gulf. This isn't a coincidence. The oil company plans to boost deep water oil production by over 200,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day to more than 900,000 by 2020. This comes even as Shell ramps up shale activity in places like the Permian Basin. Shell is not alone. Other big oil stocks are again looking at deep water oil projects whose high costs made them ripe targets for cuts after crude oil prices collapsed in 2014. So one of the things that we know about oil companies is that they are adapting more and more technology on a daily basis. They're becoming much more like tech companies. And when they use technology, they are able to uh, make the processes leaner, faster, cheaper, and more effective. Deep-pocketed companies like Shell, Exxon, and Chevron are uniquely positioned to capitalize on the potential boom. The steep startup costs of a deep-water drilling platform and rig mean only the biggest companies can afford to invest even as deep-water oil grows increasingly competitive with shale. That's amazing that, that, that deep-water oil can be as cheap as, as shale oil. 
Deepwater opportunities are wide open next to the crowded competition onshore where many smaller companies are vying for land, labor, and equipment. A gap had emerged between offshore and onshore, said John Kerr, chief technology officer at BHGE's oil field development unit. The last three to four years, we basically applied a strict diet into what was historically expensive environment. So your bigger oil companies have much more of an edge doing the offshore projects than do the small ones. And so you're going to see, you know, one of the companies that we have is um, BP. We at Dupree Financial Group, we own that for the benefit of our uh, clients. They are also a player in the deep water oil space. And so, um, you know, we expect to see them able to take advantage of this kind of thing also. Trade deal could move ahead without Canada, according to U.S. Trade Representative. President Trump's trade czar said the U.S. and Mexico are ready to leave Canada behind in the North American Free Trade, trade Agreement and move ahead with a new version of this deal in several days. There is still a small, fair amount of distance between us, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said Thursday of Canada at a uh, conference in New York. If Canada comes along later, then that's what will happen, he said. The Trump administration last month announced it had resolved differences with Mexico on a new version of NAFTA and sent Congress formal notice of intent to sign a deal with or without Canada in late November before Mexico's new president takes office. Canadian Foreign Minister Christia Freeland's office didn't immediately reply to a request for comment on the U.S. NAFTA plans. One of the things Trump seems to be doing quite well is putting trading partners on notice that the United States will not stand for bad deals deals where we get taken advantage of. Um, if he has to do tariffs or things like that in order to um, drive home his point, he's going to do it. And uh, he's been pretty consistent about this, that he wants the United States to get better deals in – all trade-related uh, issues. So you cannot fault Trump for being inconsistent on his trade message. He has said, we will not stand for the United States getting taken advantage of in trade situations anymore. It's interesting. He, he actually went to uh, the UN and, and spoke to various companies of countries about uh, paying for their own defense that had never paid for their own defense, like South Korea, for instance, and Japan. And he began to confront them and say, why don't you reimburse us for some of the expense of, of uh, our military presence with you and 
they didn't know what to say. They had no idea of how they'd never been asked to pay for their own defense. Trump is simply asking questions that nobody's ever asked before. And how can this not be a good thing? Um, we were simply shelling out all kinds of money to keep 30,000 troops in, in uh, South Korea without any reimbursement. Well, that doesn't make sense. And he's asking those questions and saying we need to have some answers. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. From work to kids to running errands, you're always on the go. To work, the gym, or running errands. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Hey, Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, dupreefinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Hope Jerry Lee's having him a good 83rd birthday. He played a uh, punk rock festival in Chicago a few weeks ago. Did he really? Yeah. And um, the, the article I was reading about was just like, it's just weird seeing this 80-year-old dude yeah. with all these punk rockers, mohawks, and tattoos and everything. And I think he played about 15 minutes, and that was about it. Yeah. That's, that. that's kind of his tour. Sporadically, he does shows, and uh, I, I would just love to see him just to say I saw him. And, you know, if I got to pay $150 for 15 minutes, I saw the killer. I'm happy. That's right. You can't buy that kind of that, – that's a priceless sort of – thing in your bucket list yeah it was like chuck berry a few years ago i, I kept bugging up my best friends like dude we just need to go to st louis and see chuck berry just to say we saw chuck berry and then months later he died and i always regret that right all right this is something to think about the bull market could ruin your retirement big gains have padded accounts but the downside risk is larger than ever here's the good news for Many people in their 60s and 70s, the long bull market has fattened retirement portfolios. But after such a long rally, we'll likely see slowing growth or even a sharp decline in the market. So 
everybody out there is telling you right now there's going to be a bear market. Uh, they're planning on it. And usually <laughs> when that sort of thing happens, you don't see a bear market, right? When, when everybody's decided we're getting ready to have one, uh, it could be just the opposite. That combined with increasing lifespan puts recent retirees in a really unique and dangerous place, says David Blanchett, head of retirement research at Morningstar Investment Management. For retirees who take annual withdrawals from savings, a long stretch of below-average returns early on can make it impossible for a portfolio to fully recover. Even if the market outperforms later, the gain would be on such a depleted pot of savings that it wouldn't undo the early damage. While trying to time the market is a fool's game, preparing for a possible downturn as retirement approaches is a smart move. The bull market has been impressive, but it's not immortal. Consider that since 2009, returns on the S&P 500 have averaged about 15% annually versus 10% over the past 90 years. After accounting for inflation, Morningstar is forecasting virtually no gains for U.S. stocks over the next decade. Retirees can buy annuities that guarantee income to cover fixed expenses, and some financial planners re uh, re recommend what are called market-linked notes. Those investments cap gains in good years but limit losses in bad ones. So if the market were to rise, say, 20%, holders might see appreciation of just 15%, but they would be protected from losses as much as 20%. Most of our clients are either retirees or pre-retirees, says Thomas Balcom, founder of 1650 Wealth Management, who uses the investments as a hedging tool. The last thing they want is a huge drawdown on their portfolios. Philip Sexton just stepped in, so I'll just pull him into this discussion right now. Uh, Philip, welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. How's it going? Uh, that's not a, the right thing to ask me at 7.20 <laughs> in the morning. I'm here. Okay. You know, um, markets have done well, and uh, yet <clears throat> everybody's talking about a, a bear market coming up, but, you know, I don't – it's hard to predict any kind of market bear or bull <laughs> very much so i mean you you can sit there and you can look at signs and say okay there's a lot of signs that that point to a bear market you know and and you can make that argument but at the same time you know if someone else could find five or six signs you know that, that are same that point to a bull market right uh you know that you you've you can't make bets, timing bets on uh, direction. Uh, it's very, very hard to do. Now, we've 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 seen plenty of people try to do that. Right. Uh, you, I like what Mike always says is you you've got to be right twice. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to be right that hey, market's gonna go down, so you sell everything, but then. You've got to be right again and say, yep, it's the bottom. It's time to buy back in. You know, it's We don't generally do that kind of market timing with our clients. Uh, 
at the pre-financial group? No, we've our focus. Our focus is on getting a company that you know is something that is used pretty much daily. That if it's a service, if it's a good, whatever they do, whatever they produce is used daily. Um, you know that that provides a level of predictability, a level of consistency. So that way, you know, even in bad economies, uh, hopefully, you know, they sales may go down somewhat, but they're not going to go away. Right. You know? So if you've got a company that's not going to go away and management has done the proper things and put the proper things in place, then uh, a lot of times uh, there's a pretty good safety net around that dividend. Right. You know, uh, you look at 2008, uh, there was a lot of companies that, that kept the same dividend. Uh, lot, some of them raised their dividends. Despite know. the fact that their share prices dropped. Yeah, and sales actually dropped for some companies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just, just – <laughs> There was a lot. There was a lot less money flowing around. Right. But the things that they produced were consistent. Right. They were predictable. Uh, you know that that's if if you can do that, then you can kind of uh, help negate out a lot of those bumps in the road. Right. You know, it's the 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 dividend truck is like a truck full of asphalt driving down a pothole road. <laughs> that's a <laughs> That's a good one right there. I'm I'm gonna coin that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it, it's the the thing that makes our our research approach difficult is you have to always be in tune with management. You have to always be, you know, up to date with what's going on. Because at the same time, if someone if if you get a bad CEO or someone does something, uh, it can really upset the apple cart. And you know, because dividends aren't guaranteed. It's not like interest on a bond where you know on the treasury where okay, <laughs> the U.S. government has to pay this or they right. default. You know, uh, AT and T could say we're we're cutting our dividend tomorrow, and there ain't nothing you can do about That's it. That's right. You know, so that's why you have to always be kind of in tune with your surroundings, in tune with the market, in tune with the company itself uh, and say, OK, right now, AT&T, they're paying out half of what they make. So right. they've got half of the other piece that's kind of a safety net. Yeah. So. We're going to talk a little more about that and uh, might even throw in a little football. We could talk a little bit about it. When we come back, you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP.